Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, folks, welcome back to the latest Mountain West Connection uh, podcast. The short version, which... We've been trying to do about every uh, couple of days. This particular iteration, we'll be talking uh, Oregon State as they take on Colorado State. And as always, if you found this, great, because our website is mwcconnection.com. Um, we're on iTunes, Stitcher. Hey, we're on TuneIn now and YouTube as well. And we'll get right to it. You can find us anywhere. So if you happen to stumble across us, because, hey, Oregon State, maybe those uh, Beaver fans want to listen to what you have to say. And we're going to bring in right now Travis Johan- Travis. Oh, jeez. If I could talk tonight, geez, lovely. Travis Johannes from buildingthedam.com. So thanks for hopping on because it's middle of May and we're going to talk football. All right, let's do it. That's always a, a great thing to do. So let's get right to it. This game, got Oregon State, Colorado State. It was actually moved because I believe part of it was Colorado State didn't want to play 12 or 13 straight games, which would suck. So this game moved to, again, what do they call it, week zero now, that August 26th weekend? Yeah, I think something like this. This was supposed to be Oregon. I know it's supposed to be Oregon State's fourth game originally, but yeah. So it's you're you're also the new guinea pig for the new stadium that Colorado State fans will not show up about, which is good. But come on, it's, get over it a little bit. It's just kind of funny. Hey, new stadium. We're going we're going to the Big Twelve. Some of those guys say that. I'm like, no, cool your Jets guys. You're not going anywhere. But we're not going to talk about that because Rams fans won't be happy with me, Travis. So let's just get to football stuff. All right. So, with this up game, it's kind of like a normal the Q and A type stuff. Like, but we're gonna do voice work here so people can know what we sound like if they like, maybe. But let's just start with spring football. It just ended recently for the Beavers. You have Gary Anderson, who we're familiar with because he's at Utah State before. So, with this being his third spring or upcoming third season, what was just give us a big picture of spring football of what happened because last year wasn't too great with just four wins for Oregon State. Yeah, so this year, um, obviously they did it. They did it way early. It was more like, uh, I guess, late winter football because it started in February. So this is Duke type of spring football. Yeah, this was they. I, their spring game was March fourteenth, March eighteenth, wow. something like that. I don't. It's so yeah. They they got they basically went. Uh, they finished up the recruiting season and then started spring football. So. The biggest thing right now at Oregon State um, is obviously the quarterback situation because they've gone – the past two years have not been very good at quarterback, and they uh, they added a guy from uh, Ventura, uh, Ventura College, which was a JC, um, and that's Jake Lutton, or Luton, and he's expected to uh, compete with the incumbents, which is Daryl Garrison, who is actually a Utah State transfer, um, and he started last season before, I think it was the Utah game, he broke his ankle, and then Marcus McMarion, who has kind of finished up both of the past two seasons at quarterback, um, finished out, actually led the team to a couple wins in the Pac-12 over Arizona and, of course, the Civil War, so I 
think they haven't come out and said anything, but it sounds like it's uh, Jake Lutton's job to lose because they're trying to do a little bit more in the past game this year. The past few years, it's basically been hand the ball to Ryan Null, and if he's going good, then we're going to go good. If things don't work or if he's hurt, well, we're probably not going to win. So they've added some elements of the air raid system, which kind of like what you know Washington State uses, where they're just going to try to stretch the field out a little more. And Martin seems to be the guy who's more uh, fit for that offense. He, in junior college, he averaged about 40-something passes a game and set some school records in passing yards and touchdowns. So he's still got a little ways to go, obviously, learning the offense. He's had spring ball um, because he was able to get in right after the JC season. I think he signed in December and then showed up on campus a few days later. So he's been with the team a little bit, but obviously he doesn't have the same amount of reps as, say, Marcus McMarion or Daryl Garrison. So right now, I think if the game started today, it would probably be McMarion. But I believe the coaching staff is hoping that Lutton can take, kind of take control and win that job and give the Beavers a little bit more of a passing threat. Yeah, I remember watching Daryl Garrett at Utah State because the year he played, or at least he played a couple years, there was one year Utah State had to go like to the four-string quarterback, which was amazing. They still played as well as they did. I just remember him chucking it throwing it down the field to all these guys, going over two, 250 yards per game, 300 yards per game. So when he transferred, it was like a big blow to Utah State because they have, they've had Kent Myers the past couple of years. But I think he transferred because I know Chucky Keaton's on staff there now at Oregon State. He came back, and he was going to be the guy. But then he's like, I'm out of here. Me, Kent Myers, Chucky Keaton's going to start no matter what. So he looked pretty good with us. I was kind of surprised. He, I know he got hurt, but looking at what he did before, he did outside of the Minnesota game, didn't do much of anything which like Boise State, Colorado, Cal. So it's when he slings, he seems pretty good, but maybe that uptick in competition was maybe a little bit above his head that first year. Yeah, he came in. Most people were kind of excited. Um, they thought, okay, you know, the first year of Gary Anderson, we had Seth Collins at quarterback, who is a heck of an athlete, but not really adept at throwing the ball, honestly. Um, and he eventually got moved to wide receiver. People thought, all right, Garrison's going to come in. You know, we've seen sort of what he's did at Utah State, and they most people thought that was he was going to be able to jump in, especially because he had he had to sit out a year, so he had a year under his belt in the program. Obviously, not playing any games, but working you know in practices, working with the receivers. So it's, he should he people figured he'd be pretty comfortable and ready to go. But yeah, like you said, aside from that Minnesota game, it just wasn't there. And I don't know what that was. I know he battled some injuries even before he got, before he broke his ankle and was out. He was dealing with several different issues. So I don't know if it was just that or if, like I said, it was just that uptick in competition and just didn't work out. The receiving core honestly wasn't much help last year, especially early in the year. There were an insane amount of dropped balls. So that obviously doesn't help, and it doesn't look good on the stats, but that goes on the quarterback no matter what as far as people looking at the stats. They say, oh, you know, he only completed 10 of, you know, whatever, and yeah. so it doesn't – so I think – but it, it sounds like he's kind of – I think he's probably going to be the third string this year, honestly. Okay, yeah, it's, it can make sense to bring a Juco guy. He didn't play very well last year. 
broken ankle is a pretty big deal too to recover from. So you yeah. guys like looking at the who you guys have coming back. Like, what's the strength of this offense? Is it running the ball? Is it because I know you lost Victor Bolden to the Niners in the draft, so you lose that top receiver. But what's the overall strength of the offense specifically with more than likely a new quarterback or at least some sort of mixture uh, of a new guy? Ryan Null. Basically, it's it's Ryan Null. Um, the running game. He is kind of a freak honestly he's a big dude but he's got pretty good speed so he can if he gets into the backfield the defense backfield he can separate from a lot of guys again his biggest issue last year was also health so he missed a few games um and when he was out the running game obviously suffered and Oregon State didn't really have any semblance of a passing game so the offense as a whole pretty much died if he wasn't in there the biggest issue, as far as that goes, um, they are going to be replacing three linemen this year. We lost Dustin Stanton, Gavin Andrews, and Sean Harlow. Harlow was drafted, and the other two were um, undrafted free agents. So they'll be replacing those three guys. So obviously, once you get into the running game, you need the line to kind of step up, and they'll make some holes. So that'll be a project. It'll be interesting to see. I think that is actually going to be the biggest issue for Oregon State going forward. If they can get their O-line together, then they can have a good year, no matter who's that quarterback, I believe, or at least a decent year, no matter who's that quarterback. All right, let's switch to defense because I'm a University of Utah guy, so I know him, Gary Anderson from being the D.C., obviously Utah State. How is his defense coming along for this upcoming year? Because he's always just crushed it on that side of the ball. It's it's coming along. It's getting a lot better. The first year there was there just wasn't that much talent when he came in, unfortunately. So the defense did not. I mean, the first year they weren't good. The offense wasn't good. Nothing was really good. Last year they took a definite step up, especially in the defensive backfield. Um, they'll lose Tristan Decoud, and he was drafted in the I think the fifth round to the Texans. So they'll have to replace him. But they'll have a cornerback on the other side who is a freshman All-American in Xavier Crawford. They have a ton of linebackers. None of them have really necessarily stood out. But due to injury, a bunch have had um, in-game. They have a bunch of experience. So I think they'll be pretty set at linebacker. The defensive line has been an issue the past couple years as far as getting any kind of a semblance of pass rush or stopping the running game. But they got another big JUCO transfer in uh, Craig Evans, who he actually started his career out of Michigan State. And I think, I could be wrong, but I think he was a freshman all-conference kid there. And then for whatever reason, he it didn't work out, and he ended up going down to uh, junior college, and he joined the Beavers this year. So he's a big guy right in the middle. They have... Um, Another returning defense tackle in Ilu Aiden. I'm pretty sure I pronounced that wrong. But, <laughs> so I think the biggest issue will be getting some pass rush on the de- from the defensive end and then having to replace, uh, obviously, a guy who got drafted in Tristan Decoud. But they have a, a four-star athlete named Christian Wallace. He actually had to sit out his freshman year due to academic reasons. But he's been playing cornerback, and in spring ball, he looks really good. He needs a lot of work as far as some of the footwork and things like that. But out on the field, he's he's a heck of an athlete. So 
if he can kind of get some of those fundamentals down, he's going to be he has a really good chance of being kind of a shutdown corner over there. Yeah. So with this kind of with this game coming up, obviously it's a season opener. We're months and months and months away. Where do you see the biggest step would be for, like for this uh, to open a season? Because you Oregon State originally had Portland State, which would be typically kind of a still be careful because we've seen what Eastern Washington can do, but Portland State's not very good. It's kind of a warm-up, get into a game. You're going to be thrust into this game. It's probably going to be a sellout because, like I said, it's a brand-new stadium. Rams were one of the, if you look at like Bill Connolly stuff, S&P, Rams like a top-10 team the last half of the season before they played on that ice skating rink in the Idaho Bowl. That was a mess. They're sliding everywhere. So what what's kind of expectation going into week one where it's going to be, yeah, Colorado State, they're a pretty good team for – Overall speaking, top 50 team, nothing amazing, nothing terrible. But there's going to be a little bit extra buzz with the game for this team based on returners and probably a 40,000. Not that it's not going to matter, but a sellout crowd that's energized. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, like you said, it goes from basically not, I don't want to say an easy win in Portland State, but honestly an easy win in Portland State to the first game being on the road versus a good team. Um, so I think they kind of did the same thing this year. They went on their first game was on the road at Minnesota, and they came they were, came within a few yards basically of taking that game, but ended up uh, obviously ended up falling to the to the Gophers there. But the biggest thing for them this year will be getting a road win. Honestly, they have not had one yet in the Gary Anderson era. Oh, so it's it, yeah, it's. Well, they only got two in their first year and four in their second, and all of them have been at home. So that's going to be – I mean, it's going to be a tough game. It's It was one of those things. It's I like it. I like having that first game be something that matters. I don't really like the FCS games. Agreed. But you jump in. You jump in. It's, it's – you're going to have to wake up right away. So I think there's going to be a lot more sense of urgency in fall camp and – I guess it will be summer camp now because first game's in August, but it's going to be it'll be interesting to see. I think obviously Beaver Nation wants to win, but if they can be competitive and they can, if it's a good game, I think Oregon State fans will be pretty happy with that. So you're probably not based on the tone. You're probably not too surprised early. Kind of like FPI or S&P, give the Rams a little bit of edge, like a 55% chance to get this win. Does that sound about right to you? Yeah, probably, just because I think a lot of it is the fact that it's on the road. Um, and like I said, we have not had any success on the road as of yet. All right, let me ask this other question. It's tangent, uh, tangentially related. So Brett Brennan is not there anymore. He's now the head coach of San Jose State. What – like, what was his role? What did he do with the uh, Beavers? Was he, I believe he was a receivers coach, correct? Yeah, he was a receivers coach. And he, at least in the Mike Riley era, era, he was kind of their big guy as far as recruiting. He seemed to be the guy that was kind of the one that they would send in to be the closer with kids. Um, a lot of kids loved him. So that was the bigger thing to me as far as losing him was losing his recruiting. Unfortunately, the past couple of years, the receivers haven't been a strong, uh, strong suit for Oregon State. So, I, I mean, I guess the biggest thing would be losing his recruiting. 
No, that's okay. That's fine. That's, he's a receivers coach. What, like, what do we really know about the position coaches for the most part? So just curious. Well, but... and, and and to be fair to him, he had some great receivers here when, under the Mike Riley. Under Mike Riley, he had you know he had Brandon Cooks, Marcus Wheaton. So I think he's a, he is a very good coach. It just I don't know what it was. I don't know if there was something different with his his working under you know a different offense with Gary Anderson, but it just didn't seem to work out for the receivers the past couple of years. Okay, I was just curious since the Spartans have their new head coach and uh, trying to rebuild there. So let me and ask they, you. And they, oh, it was, no, and they actually picked a couple other Oregon State guys on their staff. I think Ryan Gunderson, who was a quarterback here and then went with Mike mm-hmm. Riley, he's their quarterback coach now, I believe. They do have that. Well, Oregon State, too, lost a couple of coaches. You lost Kalani Sataki, um, um, Elisa Tuiaki as well to BYU. So we've lost a couple of coaches the past few years. And uh, Brent Brennan took our – he was our safeties coach, and his last name was Odom. I cannot remember his name, but he's going, to be their, <laughs> he's going to be their defensive coordinator this year. Yeah. So, yeah, know. the past few years we've lost a couple guys each year to head coaching jobs, which – says something good, I guess, if your staff is getting picked up as, you know, as teams want them to be their head coach. Obviously, you got yourself a pretty good staff. True, but then you have six wins in two years, so it's like, well, what's going on here? A little bit, right? <laughs> there is that. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Do you have any questions for me about Colorado State early on? Oh, sorry, I missed that. No, I'm just saying, so we're going to wrap this up here because last time I did this, um, I talked to the guys from Wisconsin. We went like 50 minutes. I'm like, oh, man, we don't need to do that again. So well, to wrap this up really quick, do you have any questions about the Rams team? I know it's super early. Any quick question I can answer for you? Or we can just hold these off until down the road and when it actually gets within a month of the, of the game. Um, I, I guess I don't really know a whole lot about or, uh, Colorado State, but what is kind of their expectation for this season? I actually I'm pretty high on them to win the conference possibly. Okay. Because they, yeah, they, here's a really quick. They won seven games last year, and like I said earlier, um, they started off really bad, and then they had some injuries. Like they got smoked by Colorado. They went through three different quarterbacks essentially, and they finally found their groove when they almost they had a huge comeback versus Boise State that came up short on the onside kick they needed. Since then on, like midseason, they're one of the like. The, look at the advanced stats. They're one of the top 10 teams in the country for who they're going through and beating. They figured it out with their defense, which is doing pretty solid because there's some good running backs last year in the Mountain West. Like, you had Brian Hill get drafted, Jeremy McNichols at Boise State, and uh, Donald Pumphrey from San Diego State. But their offense is going to be – could be one of the best because they have Nick Stevens, their quarterback. He really struggled week one, got benched, and then they brought in this true freshman, Colin Hill. He tore his knee – Stevens was probably the best quarterback the second half of the year. They probably have the best running back group as well in the conference. This guy, Dalen Dawkins, Izzy Matthews, and probably the most talented of all, Marvin McKenzie, Menzies, or not Menzies, that's the UNLV coach. <laughs> McKenzie, he tore his knee like in November, and so he's out as well. He Who knows when he'll come back. He might be the most talented guy of, the, of them all. So their offense potentially could be pretty explosive there, and they have the receiver, Michael Gallup. So offense is really good. And if the defense they lost a couple of guys to, like, I think most of them were undrafted free agents, but their defense somehow was honestly, like, just giving up points, points, points. Second half, shut everybody down. So our expectation, a lot of people, top of the conference, could win the league. Mountain division is a bit, is a bit tougher because you have Boise State. You have a Wyoming with Josh Allen, who should 
should be pretty good. Air Force is always tricky. But most expectations, they're probably going to contend for the Mountain Division and could win the conference. So they're probably, I would say, a 10-win team potentially or, and contend for the league. So they're probably better than last year, assuming, again, if they do what they did the last half. So it's going to be a pretty tricky one, I think, for a good a portion of teams on their schedule. All right. It's good to know. So get forward for that. <laughs> no, so we're not we're not getting ourselves into a cakewalk in this first game, you're saying. No, well let's well if they start off like last year was Colorado where their quarterback had I think uh, uh Nick Stevens had like four yards or forty yards passing or something. If it's like that, yes, but I don't know what happened to him, but like week four he just he came in cold, led the team to a comeback victory. They started going from there. So it's right. yeah. So there should be a pretty solid team. So Again, we had uh, Travis Johannes join us here tonight from buildingthedam.com for Oregon State stuff. We know um, your head guy over there, he wrote for us for a while ago, so it's uh, good to have him doing some other things as well. But, yeah, thanks for hopping on with us. And football, we're only, what, a hun- six months away? Is that it? <laughs> Is that all? Uh, or even less. It's, uh, it's only three months, three and a half months. Oh, why am I six months? June, July, August. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Oh, I saw somebody. Oh. Our basketball guy did something earlier. He said 180 days or something, so I kind of went off that. It's not basketball. Oh, gotcha. Football, man. Come on. It's all football, right? Oh, we got – yeah, we're getting – it's coming up pretty quick, man. Yeah, especially the week that week zero camp start end of July, man. It'll be here before we know it. Yeah. All right, so uh, once again, that's uh, Travis Johannes joining us here on our podcast, MWCConnection.com. Like I said, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, Blog Talk Radio as well. And we'll see you guys next time for our show. And um, we'll hopefully have a lot more. We have Alabama coming up. We'll have some other non-conference games uh, to preview for these quick off-season hits. So we'll see you guys next time. And uh, have a good one, folks.